five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Poem podcast, your premier podcast for the Toronto Defiant and the Vancouver Titans. I'm Chris. I had to think about that. It's been a while. <laughs> I, I lost my touch at Light Force. Joined virtually by uh, Jordan, the check is in the mail at Sir Dr. JM, and Omni, who is the steadfast rock of RSP at Omni Strife. Welcome. Is my check gentlemen. in the mail as well? Or? Well, as you disclosed in the last episode, um, we keep that uh, private. Oh, okay. It's, it's okay. very confidential information. I mean, I, all I want to let everyone know is there's a significant number of zeros. In what <laughs> but, you get but didn't you just that's disclose it about mine? You disclosed that huh? mine is in the mail. So, Well, but no, I didn't okay. say the amount. You too get a significant number when, of zeros. Yeah, let's just say postage was more expensive. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something <laughs> if you sent us a check and just it was zero dollars? <laughs> Signed and everything. I should, I should do that. You can like take a picture, yeah. throw it on, yeah. on on social. Yeah. No, I mean it's it, I actually had someone ask me how much is it that I I pay my co-hosts. Um and I don't know if who asked and are they uh, hiring precipitation of the episode. <laughs> As yeah, just, just a random, and uh, I had explained that it's just an inside <laughs> joke. That uh, as podcasts go, uh, I'm losing <laughs> money, so I mean, I'm not yeah, making I, anything. I that. Yeah, I mean, until such time as we get one of those like you know fabulous sponsors that just come out and say, "Hey, we want to throw a lot of money at you to be, uh, you know, RSP brought to you by insert I mean, company name." I mean. I'd sell the show. I'm, I'm working on it. The uh, There's a, a glasses company called Zenny. I actually just got my newest pair of them today. And uh, mm-hmm. they're partnered with the Toronto Ultra over on the Call of Duty League side. Uh, they actually partner with the entire league. And uh, the other day, okay. they had a contest. And I commented on their contest and said, I just ordered glasses yesterday. And they replied to it. So I'm slowly making my way in there. Yeah, so it'll be the uh, one man watch pro- point brought to you by uh, Zenny, well, or the uh, Zenny Glasses Studio, or I mean, I I feel there's a variety of different ways that we can sell I like the, the show. Zenny Glasses Studio. That was that was good, but I was I was thinking I I bring it into Ready Set Pwn and then just also tie it oh. over to One Man Watch Point. It can kind of do some cross promotion. Oh, okay, there. so I see, I see what you're doing. But then you'll be like, okay, dude, now that we got a sponsor, is the check actually in the mail? But uh, no, we're not here to talk about the the fact that podcasts cost money to run. We're here to talk about the fact that there's an Overwatch League that costs money to run and Overwatch League franchises that cost money to run. And there isn't a whole lot of either really happening right now. So it'll probably be us just, you know, ad-libbing as we are apt to do. I wonder how much information you can gather we have to talk about based on the amount of ad-lib in the first like three minutes of an episode. Mm. that just you know just came to me we don't talk about that yeah (laughs) (laughs) i guess not i guess not well you know we're not paid we're not paid by the minute so i don't i don't think fair enough matters okay well are you implying that we're paid by some form of other metric uh yeah it depends on you know the stage of the moon and (laughs) you know how high the tide is 
<laughs> a variety of factors. Gotcha. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Uh, let's start pushing the payload. Moving the payload. Join me. I mean, I don't know how much more we can talk about it because you, you all discussed all the rumors, which is probably <laughs> smart because as is podcast lore, the Vancouver Titans officially announced that King is a Titan. Um, logically filling in the role vacated by the recently departed shockwave. Um, I like what you guys had said about the maybe overreaction of many, um, like on the, you'd pointed out that, uh, uh, you know, team <laughs> winning, um, and changes. It's good that like someone is pointing that out. Cause obviously everybody thinks we're on a <laughs> hot winning streak. Yeah. But, <laughs> But you know, yeah, it, I, 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 there was someone in Titan Squad who just completely went ham, and I was, <laughs> I was about to actually engage and suggest that okay, if he is in fact their best player, are they losing in mm. spite of him, or, or is it that they are winning so many because he is deadlifting? And, and arguably, I mean, in the limited amount of time that we have seen both Shockwave and Aspire in the recent times, Aspire has been the guy who has been more the deadlift and you know i sort of shared this in rsp cord um i mean shockwave is the guy that we saw running torb uh before the departure of flubby and pew he's the same guy who brought out a junk rat in a combination of heroes that didn't quite all add up yeah he was just ahead of so, the curve right with the with the buff now maybe, maybe it works better <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, I, 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 the the Junkrat made more sense than the Torb did at the time. But, you know, there could be more that we don't know. And ultimately, whatever the reason happened to be, there's also a new coach. Hmm. So uh, King is so officially, you know, filling that role. And I, I wouldn't be shocked if there were more changes to occur Ooh. as the season went on. Um, and I'm not suggesting mm -hmm. I know anything. Mm -hmm. I do not. Uh, but uh, as we know, tomorrow, the Vancouver Titans will announce <laughs> six of them. Probably, probably. Yeah, I, <laughs> see, Jordan, I told you to get mad at us for talking <laughs> so much in depth about uh, <laughs> about rumors. Well, okay, in fairness, if it's rumors about the Titans or the Defiant, I'd like to think yeah. that I, I, you know, speculate a little bit more. Because those sure, are the two teams sure. that we do want to talk about. But like the rest of the league and whatnot, I, I try to Plus with the, keep us with from the context of, of Shockwave, of course. And you're right. Uh, he is kind of stepping into that uh, uh, spot now. I looked at some footage. Of course, montages, uh, they always kind of show like the <laughs> best parts. Uh, but it does look, you know, pretty cracked. He's, he plays everything, it seems like. Uh, mostly like tracer and widow on hit scan but he also like plays a lot of farah and genji so i just hope he's like a surprising performer what aspire used to be like a, a year ago or shockwave two years ago hopefully so here's a question where could actually no first if you had suggested that vancouver needed to fill a role where would you have put a player Like, what do you mean? If, if, if they need it, if they just brought in a plus uh, one in one of the various I would say positions. even with uh, Shockwave being dropped, where would you have suggested they needed a player the most? Would you have gone with yeah. a replacement for Shockwave on the DPS side? Uh, I mean, it, before Shockwave, definitely tank. Mm -hmm. But with Shockwave gone, I'd say it's about the same for mm -hmm. me. Okay. 
like tank and DPS. I agree. Like I was going to say, I mean, if you don't, let's say mm-hmm. backfill shockwave, you're presumably mirror, saying yeah. mirror fills in. And I don't think mirror, mirror is not your, in my mind, yeah, go to DPS. Um, he's, he's your backup DPS, mm-hmm. backup tank like that, whatever you want to call that flex position. And I mean, this is something that, that Justin, the mm-hmm. GM of the Vancouver Titans has expressed many, many times his view. And it might be one that's shared by others. It might be one that's shared by DP. It's just not something that I have seen articulated too well is that, your flex into other uh, heroes comes into your deep fair enough. Oh, I yeah, okay, fair enough. So then, follow up question: uh, If another team were to sh- sign Shockwave, where do you think he could land? In Toronto, <laughs> just in time for the Battle of Canada. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest: we, we know Toronto takes the Battle of Canada far. And be a more slap seriously in the face than the Vancouver, Vancouver Titans do. <laughs> well, and you th- I mean, there is some history. Mm-hmm. I mean, with Shockwave in the organization. I, mean, I don't know anyone else that might be running in the organization from his time with the Montreal Rebellion because that's where he oh, came from that. when he signed in Vancouver, right? And Shockwave's first match was the Battle of Canada in that mm-hmm. reckoning season, um, where he almost deadlifted mm-hmm. the team. But uh, I, I could see Toronto doing it just to add a mm-hmm. little extra to the Battle of Canada. Not that they actually need Shockwave. Um, as far as other teams right now, um, I mean, Jordan, you said it very well. Moves at this point when a player is oh, let sure. go are not mm-hmm. player forward. And there is a much less likelihood that he, yeah. he lands. Like the, the scuttlebutt is the Titans were attempting to fight a dance partner. Uh, trade interesting. Him. I actually hadn't heard, hadn't heard that. And there, there were no takers. Now it could be the Vancouver Titans were asking sure. yeah. crazy prices. Um, I mean, it's different, mm-hmm. you know, front office now than it was back when they were trying to, uh, trade bumper and mm-hmm. hacksaw, mm-hmm. um, after that, you know, first season, which is just absurd that the Vancouver Titans were trying to trade bumper and hacksaw. <laughs> After going to the grand final bumper because they released him. Okay. I guess you get that. But why were they were trying to trade Haxel? Mm-hmm. Who knows if we'll ever hear yeah. what that story was about, but I, I, I think interesting. Toronto could. Interesting. Is there, uh, Alex, do you have any, any suggestions? Uh, I don't know if, uh, there's a team that fits right now yeah. because not a lot of teams really sport, uh, mixed rosters mm-hmm. or, or, uh, um, English-speaking rosters and the ones they do, I looked up, you know, up and down the list. Shock, probably not. <laughs> they 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 don't have like gaps in DPS at all. Uh, Paris, I don't think they can afford him really, unless he's like willing to take a big pay cut just to go and yeah. play. Uh, I was gonna say, I see you highlighting Paris on the the spreadsheet there. Oh, <laughs> on the team list. Sure. Man, how about some you know privacy when I'm browsing. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, well, Spitfire. The nah, one that it's 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 a rough patch to be yeah, honest. The one that I kind of raised an eyebrow at, which they already have a bit of a larger roster, and they've obviously also seen a few changes already. But I was kind of wondering about Boston. Mm. Um, you know, oh. they do have a mixed roster. Now I, I'm picking it. Now I'm picking at you. <laughs> yes, selecting I, those I know. Styles. I see that. Um, but yeah, they they have a, a mixed roster. They've had an up and down season with you know a few successes, but mostly some volatility i would say um and we also know that you know they're not afraid to make changes right so anyways just just a hypothetical yeah 
I mean, it's a good hypothetical to discuss in an episode <laughs> where we have only a handful of items for the payload mm-hmm. and one for the fray. So I also didn't get the opportunity to contribute my two cents. Um, and I, I felt the, the need to do that. Um, beyond that happening and being officially announced, not a whole lot else has been going on with the two teams, save for uh, the Toronto Defiant doing the whole eye emoji. We got something to announce, the tease of the tease. And the vast number of people going, oh, my goodness, um, this is crazy. Uh, and I can't remember who it was that uh, it was from the former Runaway uh, team. They were thinking that the Toronto Defiant were going to reunite that that fabled Runaway roster, which actually, I mean, Slime just announced he's LFT oh. again. <gasps> Suddenly they're like, oh, bring Slime, bring Slime, bring it. Slime. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I go and I, I you know, said in rsp core no they're gonna they're gonna announce details of the summer showdown we know nothing yet they have to and it makes sense that they're waiting until their moment after the mid-season madness tourney had been completed uh, to do so and that's exactly what it was um what's interesting though is they had uh everything set up through Ticketmaster, and Ticketmaster had i guess published it earlier uh then maybe they were supposed to i don't know um and uh, a few intrepid uh, listeners of our show, and I think a few others, uh, discovered it. And one of our listeners, Samson, uh, he guessed what the pre-sale password happened to be, which enabled him to buy into the event. He got the four-day pass um, a full day before it went mm. live. Um, so I tried to make him popular um, by saying that he knew what the code was. And I think he did share it with a few, um, but, you know, I just find it interesting that uh, that had all happened. Uh, but if you are interested in, in obviously getting to uh, the summer showdown, buying tickets, um, there is a, a pre-sale of four-day packs um, going right now. It's the Bell four-day pass. Uh, the tickets themselves are um, very specific. Like there's only three sections you can purchase them in. Um, and if you're like, well, I can't go to all four days. I just want to buy them for one or two. Yeah, those uh, <laughs> individual seats uh, or sale events are not uh, going on sale for probably another week, just over. I mean, Ticketmaster's seen on uh, Wednesday, August 10th, but things can change um, where a pre-sale code can be enabled or, or what have you. Hmm. Um, and then the other part was that it was at the, the Matami Athletic Center, which if you happen to listen to our show, we already told you that's where it was based on everything that, uh, we nailed that we were it. thinking. Yeah. I mean, RSP knows stuff. You should trust Great. us. Our super sleuthing paid off. Yeah. Um, and then just, uh, well, today, essentially, both the Vancouver Titans and the Toronto Defiant have announced that they are going to have watch parties. And that would make sense, right? Battle of Canada. Let's do it all up. And so the Toronto Defiant announced that they're doing more than just a, a uh, watch party. They're doing a, a fan appreciation weekend. This is something they do each and every season. Um, it's a variety of different events. There's a, a gauntlet attorney uh, here, gauntlet. Um, they have uh, all sorts of giveaways and they're doing a fan appreciation watch party, uh, which is going to be at the Red Bull gaming studio. So that's, you know, overactive HQ. Uh, they're selling tickets through Eventbrite, uh, which should go for eleven sixty two uh, Canadian. Um, I'm going to presume that that's with a fee, and I imagine there's going to be taxes on top of that. Now, the eleven sixty two includes 
obviously watching the Toronto Defiant take on the Vancouver Titans on August 12th. Cool, cool, cool. It includes a player meet and greet. It includes raffles and giveaways and much more. And not only that, all food and non-alcoholic beverages are free. And if you want to buy beer, uh, you can purchase it with proper ID. Uh, they're going to have uh, Overwatch 2 available to, to play and what have you. Um, I mean, that's like, pretty standard, right? So let's, you know, come over to the West Coast here. The Toronto Defiant announced theirs. Well, what's the Vancouver Titans going to do? They're going to have a watch party too. Same weekend, not same day. Hmm. Um, where Toronto is capitalizing on the Battle of Canada, uh, the Vancouver Titans are capitalizing on the Battle of Bread. Um <laughs> I put breadsticks, but let's be honest, in Paris, it's not breadsticks, it's baguettes. Uh, the Vancouver Titans watch party is on Sunday, August 14th, at the Sports Bar, live at Rogers Arena, which uh, someone in Titans Court is like, which sports bar? And it had to be explained. <laughs> they call the Sports Bar at Rogers Arena the That's Sports Bar at Rogers Arena. I mean, if you're not familiar with that, it can get a little confusing, right? Oh. Totally. I mean, and it, like the, the response from a few individuals in Titans Court, you know, where someone incredulous, like, but it's a valid point. Like, if yeah. you don't know, like, which yeah. sports Imagine bar? Imagine if there the, are if, many in downtown. Rogers Vancouver. Arena was just named the, the arena. arena. The arena. <laughs> which one? <laughs> yeah. Well, in, in fairness, Rogers sponsors so many barns so across true. Canada that I would imagine there's a few duplicate mm. names. It's just they don't happen to be mm-hmm. in the same city. <laughs> But uh, to give you an idea with what the Titans are doing, the Titans are also selling tickets to get in the door. Uh, they have two options, though. The $10 ticket from the Titans gets you one foot-long hot dog, Ooh. or veggie dog, if you prefer, and unlimited pop. So while the beverages are unlimited, the foot-longs are not. You get one. <laughs> That's um, good. And then the the Super Titans Pass is for $55, and it gets you much more than a foot-long it gets you either one of a Deadeye Cheeseburger or a Bob Burger. Uh, Bob Burger is veggie and Deadeye is just a cheeseburger um, with unlimited pop. You also get an exclusive limited edition Titans Pathfinders hoodie. And you get to stay for the VIP meet and greet with the Vancouver Titans after the AMA they're hosting. Um, and as a part of their watch party, they're going to have a, uh, a Titans AMA um, with the players and the coaches. Um, apparently there's a TD zone. I don't know what that includes, um, but there's one of nine VIP v- viewing booths. I'm going to presume it's those booths in the sports bar where we've previously been mm-hmm. with the podcast. Um, that sounds like they might have uh, overwatch Two uh, set up to play. There'll be trivia, um, and what have you. The reason I say it sounds like they have Overwatch 2 is that the Vancouver Titans did not make this explicit. They have play Overwatch. And <laughs> knowing how Overwatch and Overwatch 2 are not interchangeable in the current state of beta access, I don't know. So, so Vancouver's really anyway. banking on uh, winning this game against Paris then. Well, so I, I was thinking about like scheduling, like I would, I would have thought that the Vancouver Titans would have gone and looked at, Oh, Hey, let's go and do, um, the battle of Canada. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I was wondering like, okay, is it, is there something I'm not, I'm not really understanding here as to why they would choose Paris over the Toronto defiant. Now there are two things at play. 
both of which have an equal sort of part of being true in this story. One, the Titans are playing the Defiant at 3 p.m. Pacific on Friday, mm. August 12th. Mm. Uh, a Friday right. afternoon is a difficult thing to host an event for simply because if you're coming from somewhere other mm-hmm. than downtown Vancouver, it's, it's quite a commute. And if you were to think, well, Toronto's doing it. Yeah. But Toronto for them with Eastern time, that's a right. 6 PM start. So they can have stuff going on before have the watch party, what have you. So that plays at it. And two, you don't want to <laughs> have an event where the likelihood of a win <laughs> isn't high and i'd have to say the toronto defiant should beat the vancouver titans uh and i potentially see the paris eternal maybe not but again the titans are going to be hard pressed in mm-hmm. in both matches mm-hmm. i also want to point out you guys tried to think i was going to go and and throw things askew the defiant are beating the <laughs> titans like how you thought i would choose the titans there no but but the fact Jeez. that you're uh you know you're uh, kind of describing it as an achievement is already <laughs> kind of a telltale sign to how, how the defined season is going. Well, okay. I mean, <laughs> there are people, whether it's, it's everywhere who have brought up this, what are the odds of the Toronto defiant mm. making the summer showdown tournament? The one they're mm, hosting. Yeah. And the Toronto defiant have a very, very interesting schedule. On paper, they should, but there are there are some catch matches that may make it yeah. awkward. I, I like. I just hope that they find the upcoming meta more, you know, favorable. We talked a little bit about this with, with Jordan last time. Like teams really do rise and fall depending on what you know the the, the meta roulette mm-hmm. brings up for mm-hmm. the to the plate for them. Mm-hmm. So. It'll be really interesting to see because I don't think Toronto's the only team that has potential to struggle because of the meta either. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and I know that we've seen this in, in the past, you guys, you know, raised that point, uh, last episode, um, the teams that can embrace the meta well, mm-hmm. they do well. The teams who cannot, they struggle. I mean, there's no sort of in between. And when the meta becomes very specific, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it, what are we yeah. going to see? You talked about it. There's a potential for Junker Queen Goats, a, a, a crap ton of sustain. It's getting to the point that people in Arcow are suggesting that uh, a way to beat it is poor. <laughs> and, you know, they're, they're, that's how you know crazy, things are getting bad. But there's some logic to their argument, but no, I mean, that's, that's because everyone's presumptively believing, and it's probably true, we're going to see a return of this sort of mm-hmm. goat Sarah starring a Junker Queen. Mm-hmm. Anywho, uh, we'll talk more about the Defiant of the Titans matchup, Battle of Canada, the weekends uh, next weekend, not this week. Uh, so this is the, you guys did the tease for the tease that we're teasing the tease. What for are we teasing again? <laughs> I have no idea, but the Battle of Canada is not being talked We're about. We're teasing Chris yeah. about picking In Vancouver great detail. Over oh, yeah. We're Toronto. just teasing Chris. <laughs> <laughs> in, what, in, in what world would I do that? I mean, I, the, okay, I'm the one who was picking Toronto to beat the Houston Outlaws in the loser bracket. How'd you guys do in the pick'ems last, uh, last tourney? No comment. Uh, let's not bring that up, please. 
<laughs> I mean, and I like how you're like, well, we couldn't actually see how Light Force did. And I'm like, okay, if I could have shared my bracket and the <laughs> prognostication, I would have been broadcasting it from, from the tree for sure. Uh, anywho, uh, we'll take ourselves a short break here before we dive into the fray. Absolutely nothing's happened in this league. It's it's weird because after the uh what was the kickoff kickoff clash called now? Kickoff clash. Um it would help if they had you know consistent naming conventions for everything and then I wouldn't be like also confused. Give us some but examples. What would you call them? <laughs> I'm not, uh, no, no, no. I'm Major not one, two, three, and four. Uh, if Sean, if, if Sean, yes, yeah, sure. If Sean Miller wants me to, to give ideas, I am, I am currently a free agent looking mm. for employment. Uh, I, uh, Some freelancing. I can yep. be bought cheap. Mm-hmm. But, uh, kickoff clash ends. There's a lot of player movement. Yeah. Right. I mean, quite a bit. Um, mid scene madness winds up. Not really. I mean, the Titans, um, we saw some sort of changes just before the midseason madness actually got underway, but not to the extent as to what we saw after mm-hmm. the kickoff clash. So I'm, <laughs> I think I am kind of surprised. Uh, it's it's tier two where the where the drama is at. <laughs> it oh seems well, like. okay. Yeah, I, I guess we could we could talk They're about picking that. up the slack. Um, um so the I mean, I I think the two of you obviously. Uh, are up to speed as to what went down uh, over the course eh, of this past week. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. Just okay. that, like, two teams refused <laughs> to continue playing, and <laughs> oh, the clip. I mean, the clip I shared oh. on RSP was was phenomenal. Yes. Um, so to to catch everyone up, there was a discrepancy in um, contenders, like whether I don't know if it was like the where it was published in the rules or what have you, but. It was a best of three to a certain point when it became a best of four. Now, in the Overwatch League, the best of four is the final. Everything else is best of three. Or, say best of five. Um, I was saying best of. It should be uh, first to three, first to four. And for some reason or another, someone went and published these rules that showed uh, the loser bracket and the winner bracket and, like, the semis started playing first to four. And so a couple of the teams see this and they, they immediately like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Can, can I get clarification that this is correct? League officials are look, okay, yeah, let's go ask. Yeah, totally. It's all good. And so what was happening was that, uh, uh, two teams are playing. One of the teams goes up three Oh, the team that's down, uh, comes back three, two, at which point the, uh, league official realizes, oh no, this was first to three. It's over. Hmm. So they make this call as this match was ongoing, and as a result, that team who now goes into the, the loser bracket, um, it's like, wait, that's like, we're, we got confirmation. Look here. It's the first to four, uh, contenders officials are like, nope, 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 nope. And so the, uh, the two teams in the loser bracket who had to play, um, came to an understanding that uh, they would settle things the honorable way, 
uh, Torb v. Torb, 1v1, hammers Followed to the Followed up deck. by Orisa Javelin, 1v1. Well, and so, I mean, the, the two teams are already sort of making a, a mockery of the situation, and rightfully so. Um, you're hearing a lot of people, both in Overwatch League pros, coaches, staff, um, across the scene saying contender strike. And yeah, the Orisa 1v1 um, that took place, I think, caught even like the, the casters by surprise. Um, because the, the belief was that, oh, they were doing the tour one V one to whoever got points, mm. but then they didn't go and capture point. They're like, yeah, screw it. We're going to, we're going to continue this. And then there's the, the, I called it the administrative mm-hmm. pause. So just after the, the Arisa drops, it's like, uh, pause. And then they, they vamp. Uh, for, I don't know, it was like five, 10 minutes. And then they're like, yeah, we're, it's, it's over. The, the stream ends as they figure it out. Uh, at first they, they try to tell the teams, well, if you're going to refuse to continue to play, you're going to be both disqualified. Um, that meant the team that had won that earlier match is now going to win. And they're like, well, no, no, we don't want to win that that way. So we're like, we would refuse to play too. And eventually, uh, contenders came around to the idea that, oh, I guess we did screw up. So maybe we should honor this. And how they've determined to honor it is they're restarting that, that match in question from a, the, or restarted. It might have happened already. I, I don't play on the scene, uh, from the moment that had been ended, which is weird. Cause now you're, it's like you're resuming something midway. Think, you know, their time has gone on. VOD reviews have gone on. Like I get both teams get this opportunity, but. It's just a messy situation. And just, just to fill in a couple of the blanks there, the, uh, the team that was up or, or the, the two teams that were fighting to make it to the final were Owen Esports and Munich Esports. And, uh, then I believe the two teams that did the Torb protest, uh, were, I'm not sure if it's pronounced this way, but Ex Oblivione and Owen Esports. Um, so yeah. There was there was some drama behind it because there were, uh, um, you know, some private messages uh, with the administrators that were shared out on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of lots of uh, I don't want to say finger pointing, but uh, you know, hey guys, it's not our fault. Uh, we were just doing what we were told, kind of thing. Um, before they uh, actually finally made the calls to have the uh, that three two final, I think, redone. And that was played out on July 29th. Yep. Okay. Well, thank you for, for catching me up. Cause I, I saw it go down. I'm like, Oh, this is madness. But what I loved oh, yeah. was the Torb one V one followed by the Arisa one V one and the administrator. Well, it it would have been one thing for them to just say, you know, we forfeit or we're, we're not going to compete or something like that. But I think just mm-hmm. adding a little flavor to it kind of probably almost got them more attention than they would have received otherwise. Right. So it certainly was interesting. Does this happen in the competitive tier two scenes or tier one scenes in, in other esports? I couldn't tell you. I couldn't name a competitive tier two scene outside of uh, Overwatch contenders, to be honest with you. I'm sure Call mm-hmm. of Duty has one because they basically mirror the same setup as the Overwatch League with the exception of... Uh, um, the the Asian markets kind of thing coming into play. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think if I can name a, you know, tier two Call of Duty League T1 
team, but I, I just, nothing's coming to mind. So I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's expected. I I brought this up before, but it's not like even in, in traditional sports, it's not like there's, there's no huge drop off between like what's the premier league is Mm -hmm. and what is uh, below that. And unless you generate, you know, that, that sort of revenue, everything else follows and and it's just an unfortunate event Mm -hmm. Uh, of course it's great to have tier two and and a lot of talent still you know uh, gets uh, brought up but but you know at the end of the day and i think a lot of the players in tier two would agree it's essentially their uh you know stepping stone to the real thing path to pro Mm -hmm. right (laughs) that's how it's Mm -hmm. labeled as and feels bad but and if you uh, if you can survive the controversy. Yeah. I'm just happy that like, it, it's not like something that happened and, and everybody ignored it. Like, Oh, nobody cared. So yeah, it was, there was some, some, some voice and, and support from, you know, around the league. Mm-hmm. It was good to see that. And, and good to see the league kind of, uh, make eventually. Statement, I yeah. I was yeah. going to say own up to it, but make a statement on it officially saying we're going to, you know, uh, let them continue their match. Obviously, Kind of the situation overall just sucks and it sucks that, you know, you were in the middle of potentially performing a reverse sweep um, and then all that momentum just halts, right? And when you resume, you're still in a 3-2 position where you're on the edge, right? You're you're on map point. Um, and I, I don't know how the map, the match, uh, the rematch played out, but uh, yeah. Oh, well. That's right. Fun times. I, I guess that gave us something to talk about. We've just passed the half hour mark. We're not going to get to our usual, you know, 90 minute episode this week. Uh, but one final thing to discuss was uh, going in uh, to the summer showdown. As we know, the league will be playing on the most recent patch that the Overwatch 2 beta uh, was played on with some subtle changes. Although one of them is actually not entirely subtle. Uh, so Sean came out on Twitter, Sean Miller, and he'd like to say that the entirety of the Summer Showdown tournament cycle will be planned on a slightly modified patch from what Beta 2 ended on, including the Mercy and Moira updates in the link below, uh, and that they'll share their map pool at a later date, probably Wednesday of some sort. But uh, what that means is the final patch uh, for the Beta, which was the July 14th mid-cycle Beta patch, um, where we saw Junker Queen get her commanding show to nerfed as well as a rampage nerfed a bit. Um, there were some other adjustments, but I think that was sort of the big one uh, within the context of new hero. Um, the other piece though, is the Moira and the mercy changes. I don't think the mercy changes would have mattered a whole lot. Like, I mean, if we were to have seen mercy even show up in uh, the summer showdown, but I could see a Moira pick being involved. And uh, what they've done is they've given Moira her purple ball of suck back. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't like the um, necrotic experimented orb. Moira. Yeah, it, it became more complicated. It became less fun. So, yeah, Moira averted, terrible meta averted. That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, she would have had to have been a must pick because in the hands of someone who could get that necrotic orb to land at the appropriate time. And that was the thing. It was a strategic use. Yeah. It was not where he's like right now, 
in the now reverted Moira, you generally have a ball of some sort sure. in 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 the air, right? At any given time. Whereas the necrotic orb was the I'm gonna hold on to yeah. this to go and completely cast they actually a hero. They actually <laughs> cited that as one of the bigger problems that they were finding with it was people were holding on to it, waiting for that perfect moment too well, much. I mean um it's like Anna's trying to, you know, preserve that sleep for yeah, when the Genji true. pulls out his blade. That's fine mechanic, like uh, reward skill, right? So, yeah. Yeah. but it, I f- the, what does that do? It, it's it sleeps the Genji and the like. The it's it's a duel, whereas right. like the Necrotic Orb, it doesn't actually, you know, take you out and then you're just either deleted or completely ignored. Yeah. Necrotic Orb just essentially made you feel. Terrible. It, it, it took it took all the fun that you could potentially have, and I mean, I there someone was on the it was Overwatch uh, Reddit, but uh, they had said, well, like it's it's like a sim orb, like it's your own dumb fault for getting hit by it. Well, fair, but like when I get hit by a sim orb, it hurts. <laughs> when you get hit by a necrotic orb, it's like, well, I'll just put the keyboard and mouse down and. This is how it ends. Wait a while. Yeah, right? Like there's 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 no coming back from that short of like hiding. Yeah. Oh, but um if this is sort of a sign of things to come, uh we're going to have another beta at some point during the summer showdown where we as a community get to experience what the pros will eventually get to uh, experience themselves. Um, going into the countdown cup or let me rephrase that. Uh, the two of you will get to experience and I will get included on the last possible day. We'll see. Although that, if there is the, uh, a new support hero introduced, it may actually give me an opportunity to play something other than support. So. Do we, do we still feel like there's going to be another beta? Oh, I think, I think there will be. I genuinely think they're using these mm-hmm. betas to almost player mm-hmm. test the the changes as they are looking to put them into sort of the competitors think of as as like us as the community giving them a vast amount of data that allows them to extrapolate then the pros get a uh, hand at it and they can see okay in the hands of someone who is extra special mm-hmm. what does this mean and in turn build in a patch that is much closer to what they want in production because mm-hmm. production is October. Yeah. Is it not? October 4th. We are just over two months away. Um, yeah. I've been, I've been leaning towards thinking they're not going to have another beta. Um, but now that I really think about it, um, I, I suspect there will be, Another, I mean, they would call it a beta, but in my mind, it's more of a stress test for the servers. I would think it's more of a, if it's not a completely open beta, it's a ask and you shall receive kind of beta. Like, yeah, you have to sign up for it, but you still get, you get guaranteed access. Um, for the simple fact of, you know, we know how online game launches go these days, right? They always have problems. Servers are always crashing. Um, and with the game as big as Overwatch, I would expect they, they really want to test the servers to make sure they can handle a certain amount of what they're going to get hit with on launch, especially with a free to play game. 
maybe they'll want they'll just want to uh sell another battle pass and they're like okay let's release another beta true they could do that some more battle passes did you see the npd numbers for overwatch i did not overwatch for this past month went from 57th best-selling game to fifth because of the watchpoint pack that's the first overwatch because it was included so there's a there's they sold a lot of watchpoint packs that's for sure that's yeah we're we're thirsty for this game of monetization. Um, mm-hmm. There was a survey that had been sent out um, with some randomly generated figures for skins mm-hmm. and cosmetics mm-hmm. and the like. Um, I think the mythic skin RNG number was like 43 bucks, which had been like 43 us. And it was like just a, a essentially a, a Likert scale uh, style question. Um, do you think this is too much? Not enough. Like, you know, would you buy it and on a five point scale? Um, and so they had a series of these and it was interpreted as holy heck, they're going to sell a mythic skin for 43 bucks and people were losing their mind. And then the other side of the spectrum were people like, I have a problem if someone wants to go and spend $43 on a mythic skin so I can play this for game for free. True. I am genuinely curious though, because what they were doing and using these numbers was trying to get an idea. And I don't think they felt $43 for a mythic skin. Yeah. is necessarily mm-hmm. where it's at or at least yeah. I hope they don't it's kind of iffy to me like to claim that this is a uh, randomly generated uh, numbers all the time there's there must be some range there because I, I didn't see anyone like post oh they, they're charging two hundred dollars for a they're planning to charge like a million dollars for a mythic there may have been a max like they may have capped it like give us a number between this and this i think you're right what does 4295 indicate to us 4295 indicates us probably a range of some sort the bad news is that this is not unprecedented mm -hmm. in the industry no the um the okay I was going to say, like, if we look at, you know, what they're doing in Warzone, um, it's an ATVI title. Um, they monetize the heck out of skins and all that, including some licensed mm-hmm. skin content, and it ain't anything near that cost. So I can't imagine Blizzard goes and says, oh, we can do better. So I did some looking into on this topic. Um and the first thing, the first thing that came to mind when I was thinking about it was I suspect, like you say, it wasn't just totally randomized. I think it was probably something like, um, you know, every survey or the survey, let's say survey goes out to a hundred people. The first 10 get a certain price range on their, uh, survey. The next 10 get a different price range. The next 10 get a different price range. The next 10, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I suspect it was like, you know, whatever. 50 people out of 100 got the price tag of mythic skins being whatever, $45, legendary being 25 and so on and so forth downwards. Um, and then the next group got, you know, let's say 10 and 25 or something like that. Um, that's just kind of me guessing. Um, but what I actually did is I pulled up some of the prices for two different, uh, monetization models that we've seen before. I pulled up Call of Duty because uh, it's probably the closest comparison game-wise, being another Activision Blizzard property and being probably one of the largest and most popular. Um, and like like Chris said, the prices weren't too outrageous, I don't think. Um, it was maybe like 
10 bucks for a sort of common skin and 20 bucks for a, an elite skin or whatever. I don't know what the exact terms were, but I also looked at world of Warcraft because that is obviously a blizzard proper title mm-hmm. and blizzard has some more interesting information there because when I was doing this, I was going in with a mindset of they would be crazy to ask $45 for a mythic skin, $25 for a legendary, whatever, whatever. Looking at what they've done with World of Warcraft, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility because WoW has but- mounts for there's, there's a couple mounts that start at 1999. Mm-hmm. So there's, I think there were two mounts that are 1999. Most of the mounts that they sell, I think were 3299. And there was like a couple, maybe even just one, uh, that, you know, you have to assume is some status symbol, whatever. And it was actually $38.99, which is getting real close to that $45. Yeah. They also have other things like pets, which are, I think they were $12.50 or something like that. Um, so, you know, we already know there's going to be a range of cosmetics that you can buy. There's going to be skins. There's going to be emotes. There's going to be the victory pose things. Um, there's going to be the weapon charms. Uh, there's going to be voice lines. So I could see them playing with this scale to a pretty significant degree, right? If they list maybe sprays, which are probably the, in my opinion, the most boring of the cosmetics, maybe they do those on the cheap end and then it just goes up and up and up all the way to legendary skins where those are the most kind of prized possession, if you will. I I would suggest though with World of Warcraft, they can price that cosmetic content much higher because that's not what's paying for the game. Oh, sure. Yeah. Subscription money is, you need a lower barrier to entry in in a free to play game. Right. Yeah. Cause if the reason I'm playing Mm -hmm. free to play is the free part. Now, if, if they decide that mythic skins are $45, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. I'm just never going to spend $45 for a mythic skin. No, how, how awesome it is. Like it, um, it could literally be Reinhardt, David Hasselhoff, um, with RSP colors, um, well, no, I wouldn't spend $45 on the, on the hop, but, but it could be like wearing RSP colors and instead of his voice, it's mine saying catchphrase. I would not, you spend wouldn't money spend $45 to that. have your own nope. skin in the game. I would, no, nope, I would I spend 4,500. Well, then thank you for paying for the game for me. But if, if let's say they were to do that, like I, I, I curious what the economy yeah. to scale would be because who's, who's going to be spending that money, um, you mm-hmm. know, on this game, like uh, Fortnite works. I mean, I'm not trying to say Fortnite's the way to go, but I think <laughs> they've set that bar. I mean, look at how Warzone Arr, plays there be whales in them waters. <laughs> there's, but, uh, there's yeah. always the kind of people who would like, I know, dish out well, the cash. Like, and like Diablo Immortal, there was a, a guy commenting about how he's he can't find anyone to PvP with because his MMR is so high, <laughs> and the reason that it is is apparently he's dropped six figures in the game. Oof. And that, like, you're right, there are whales, and thank you. Um, but I mean, I I don't know at this point. All I know is monetize the hell out of it. If if I get to play the game, I don't have to pay for heroes. I don't have to pay for maps. Um, I don't care if the whales are the ones that fund the experience. They, I just don't. I might buy battle passes, but the only reason I buy a battle pass is if I think I have there's a like a a way to earn it back. Right. Right. And I 
if the game doesn't include a way to earn it back, you just want to get money out of my pocket each and every month or season. Uh, I don't even buy like expansion packs anymore because the amount of time I would have to continue to get needs to be enough for me to justify it. So Hmm. anyhow, that's just me. I just pulled up the Fortnite skin costs and it looks like it's about 15 bucks for an Epic skin, which assumedly a legendary would be one higher than that. Call it 20 bucks. Mythic is a step above that, but even still. Well, like in the context of Fortnite, Epic oh, is totally yeah, the best, yeah. right? Like, I mean, it, I understand it. It varies from title to title, but like, if you're going to say your best is somehow uh, three times worth <laughs> totally. the cost in Fortnite, yeah. you're going to get a lot of people. Well, let's just hope. That. It, let's just hope it's not tied to the inflation rate because uh, twenty <laughs> bucks is ain't what it used to be. Nope, nope. Uh, 20, 20, 20 bucks gets you one loot box now. That's just how it is. Uh, yeah. yeah, a loot box at Costco, pretty small one. Yeah. But that, but that includes a hot dog and a pop. Uh, yeah, that's for sure. That are that are inflation proof. <laughs> so, well, the, I used uh, to anywho. think the same thing about the chicken, but look at us now. So, <laughs> so here we are at the end of a show, and uh, look at that—the three of us found a way to vamp for forty-eight <laughs> minutes. I mean. Who was I joking? It would be like a 20-minute episode. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we will have the Battle of Canada to talk about next week and set up. We're not only going to just talk about uh, that match. As obviously, the Vancouver Titans are playing the Paris Eternal as well. I think Toronto only has one, or do they have two on opening weekend? I haven't actually closely looked at the schedule We'll do that next yet. week. But, yeah, I mean, we'll get into what we normally do. Uh, we'll set things up uh, for the week that we'll be. Any other overwatch league and overwatch news that might come down the pipeline and uh yeah anything else that we can uh, think that we might want to talk about but uh what final words of wisdom do you all have for the listeners this week uh, i mean I'm, I'm i'm pretty shocked that it's already august uh I, I can't wait for like summer to cool off a little bit it's, it's a great time to to buy clothes i don't know if you know but like for example, last summer I, I bought this great jacket in August, and I got a really good deal. You know why? Why? Because I bought it before it was cool. <laughs> I'm not laughing. I won't laugh at that. Uh, you, you just missed on the deal. That's why you're not laughing. <laughs> I am bitter. You're right. Exactly. I'm bitter that I missed out on the deal. Although I, I, I have noticed you have started uh, running again. I see the uh, the post run uh, oh, yeah. pictures. My and, legs. Uh, you commented it was nice to be running when it was a little bit cooler as oh, it yeah. was today. So definitely, definitely must have been nice to have that cool jacket you, know, you got for a great deal. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I I just wanted to throw a quote out there from today's episode i used to think the same thing about the chicken do with that what you will (laughs) oh man well my final words of wisdom uh they actually relate to my situation as i sort of shared an rsp cord on twitter um i unfortunately found out uh, last week that i was no longer employed and so i thought you know as the type of person who tries to look forward and uh, embrace difficult times with humor, um, I thought I would uh, try to find a, a, a solid dad joke about uh, unemployment. But uh, guys, uh, none of them work. <laughs> uh, I used to think the same thing about the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> 
是。哦，呀 ，no， and I I I did enjoy the the well rehearsed、um, gladiator. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. I it had me chuckle in the car when I was listening to the show, so well, that's it good. landed that's very good. well.、Yeah. But、uh, if you happen to have reached this point of our show, I'm thinking you subscribe. But if you don't, please do, and、uh, you can subscribe to us on whatever、uh, podcast application you want to listen to us in.、Um, that said, one of the cool things that you could do is also tell other people to subscribe, or at least let them know about、uh, our、uh, witty. Show full of catchphrases and the like,、um, because it's always nice to have a, a new subscriber. And it's been a long time since、uh, we had a review. So if you think our show is awesome, remember it's、uh, five out of five stars. And then whatever the heck you want to say after that doesn't really matter. You could say the show sucks. You could say the show is awesome. You could actually have some critical feedback or some even more positive feedback. All of it is actually worthwhile because we'll read it verbatim on an upcoming episode. But、uh, the five out of five stars just makes us feel all warm and fuzzy. Helps with those、inside. sponsorship deals too.、Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, it totally helps with the sponsorship deals. The the many deals we、yep. are trying to line up. Remember, I would sell any part of this show if you guys need me to get rid of a co-host for the right price. I'd entertain the the offer. Let me tell you. Actually, we could we have a spot for a fourth seat. We should start selling the fourth、Ooh. seat to someone. They could buy the seat to the highest bidder. It shall go. Yeah, I mean, I'm worried what that might be. We should probably have like a a minimum bid to start off with. <laughs> well, but, once we、uh, find out how much the mythic、yeah. skins cost, multiply that by three, and we're we got our minimum. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There、yeah. we go. Hey, I like the way you're thinking here.、Uh, I'm going to increase we're that. Not, to, we're not like Blizzard. We're, we're not just like pulling numbers out of our.、Uh, That's right.、Uh, yeah, exactly.、Um, you can find us online at ReadySetPone.com. We're on Twitter at ReadySetPone. There, we're still not yet on TikTok, but when Jordan gets around to creating、uh, all the content for us there, you'll find it. I'm sure at ReadySetPone or a derivative of. There's probably someone out there already as ReadySetPone on TikTok. As I found with Lightforce, I am not Lightforce on TikTok. But、uh, yeah. We'll be back in a week's time with everything. So, on behalf of myself, Chris at Life Force, on the Adomni Strife, Jordan at Sir Doctor Jam, and the host of the One Man Watchpoint, go give him a like, subscribe, and listen. Catchphrase.